test one, two, just want to test one, two. Hello, test one, two. Hey, looking right at your camera, Hero 4, I got you. I see you over there. I see a bunch of boxes back there behind you as well. All right. All right, test three, four, coming at you. I took the, uh, the little cover off the other mic over there and got it sitting where maybe a second guest might be sitting. So I just want to make sure that that's uh, not picking up too much and giving us a problem. All right, and now test, let's see, one, two, three, four, test five, six. I have now muted mic number two, and let's see how that sounds. Does that sound better, worse, the same? Let's find out. All right, all right, all right. We got, ooh, getting this table or the chair all pulled up. We got the GoPro over here. If you heard uh, right at the front, I um, tested a few different uh, mic levels. I think what I'm going with is option number three. So the first option, I had both mics on, but I still had mic number two covered. <clears throat> second option, I had both mics on. I had mic number two uncovered, as if there was a guest sitting right across from me, which there will be here very shortly, Gordon Peters. He's coming up. Don't forget. And then option number three, I have muted the mic. So it's muted over here now on the board. That turns off mic number two. Mic number one is the only one on. I feel like that is the best option. I feel like that is what I heard the best sound from. So that is what I'm going with right now tonight. So let's kick off the podcast. I am your host, Brian Dales. Welcome to Craft Conversations, where we craft a conversation. We talk a little bit about craft beer. I've, um, If you've noticed, I've been working the past uh, day or so to kind of set up a new a little setup here because I want to get the video started. So I've got the Hero Pro going across from me. We're doing the video again tonight. I don't even know what to do with my hands. I got so much stuff going over here. I got a book going on over here, a notepad. I got a notepad over here with a blank page and a pen. I got a pen here. Um, I don't know. I got the monitor finally going over here, Craft Conversations. Uh, just got my name up there because it's just me. I got the logo back up. Um, the on-air sign that we used to have downstairs so that way people would know that we're on air. Anybody that came into the house that uh, wasn't aware that we were recording, I had bought that and had that downstairs. But now, I don't give a fuck. Who cares what goes on downstairs? I've got these headphones on. I'm not going to hear anything. So, And the sound is phenomenal on these headphones. I think I said that in the last podcast, but... So the on-air sign is there. I've got the backlight on. I hope it all looks good for you. I'm going to try and merge all this in to the audio eventually. It's still a learning curve for me, but I'm going to get there. Um, what else? Uh, the board is on. The headphones are in. The headphone jack is on. I hear it. Everything is good. Let's, um, let's pull up some notes I got here. I'm going to try and figure out what we're talking about. This is going to be real loosey-goosey. Yeah, that's a word. Lucy Goosey. Where did I put? Oh, I put on a Word document over here. So a couple things I want to do. Okay, we'll start off with a couple ads. So as always, we're brought to you by the Keto Dojo. The Keto Dojo is on the Facebook. The Facebook? It's on Facebook. It's not called the Facebook. Who calls it that? Keto Dojo is on Facebook. It's a place where people are having a lot of great success. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of the diet our ancestors grew up on. A primal diet, a keto diet, a paleo diet. Uh, paleontithical diet, whatever you want to call this thing. 
It's a meat-based diet. There was uh, various uh, fruits and um, vegetables going around. They were seasonal. People didn't eat a lot of these things on a daily basis. Now you can go to any Publix, any Harris Teeter, any Piggly Wiggly, any Kroger, Sam's Club, Walmart, whatever, and you can find these things. What in the hell? Oh, that's some kind of racing going on down the street. I said I had headphones on. I couldn't hear anything, but I heard that. It was like some racing going on down uh, Trolley Road over here. But all these different uh, grocery stores now, uh, you can go and get just fruit, vegetables, any time of the year you can get. They're all genetically grown, and they're huge, and they're bigger than they used to be back in the day. You know, it used to be with seasonal. You go out, and you had to scavenge to find uh, an apple, scavenge to find a a plum, scavenge to find a, a pecan tree and get you a nut or whatever. Uh, you had to go out and hunt your food and you fasted for days until you could get to, to your next kill. So that's kind of what the keto diet is. It's, um, it's a, anyway, I incorporated into a mixture of the keto diet and fasting, uh, keto being a high fat, high healthy fat, uh, moderate protein and a low carbohydrate diet. And I do some intermittent fasting, which is where you fast, uh, water only, maybe some black coffee, some tea for anywhere from at least 12 to maybe 16, 18 hours a day. You could even do some extended fasting where your body has to, you know, kind of rely on the nutrients that it already has on its body for food. So you're kind of eating your own fats and, and uh, carbohydrates that you have stored. So <clears throat> that's what a keto diet is. The Keto Dojo on Facebook, we have, uh, I think, I have to check it out. I think we are now at 400 members, and we might be at 399. Let me just check that real quick, give you a little fact check right here while we're at it. We got my cell phone, Keto Dojo, yeah, 399 members right now, so we're about to hit that uh, wall or hallmark, 400 mark. So get on over there to the Keto Dojo on Facebook and give it a shot. See what you think. I think it'll work for you. I think you'll have some great success with it. Modify it as you need to. But anyway, it's a tool to use. We're also brought to you by Lulu.com. I wrote a book called It's All Fun and Games and Tell. It's on Lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. You can search that book. I wrote it uh published it, self-published it back on 2006, 2007 timeframe, somewhere around there. It's a memoir of sorts where I kind of uh, made confessions and told stories of what I was doing from, I guess, the years 1992 to about the years 1998. So it's a confession of sorts to my now ex-wife as to maybe some things I was doing or not doing that uh, kind of contributed to some turmoil in our marriage and just wanted to get it out there and, and kind of get it off my chest and tr uh, kind of confess things that uh, maybe I had done, maybe she had done, maybe that, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a memoir. Get out there, check it out. I think it's a good book. I think I did a fairly good job on it. You might like it. You might, li might not like it. I was, uh, you know, in my early 20s at the time uh, that this th these tales occurred. So take that for what it's worth. I'm now 45, almost 46 years old. So People change, things change, but that's what was happening back in my life back then. And I think it was a very, uh, very entertaining book. It had some funny moments in it. I mean, you've heard some, some comedy and some fun on this podcast. Get into that book. I think you'll enjoy it. We are now also brought to you by Homegrown Brew House. Homegrown Brew House is a great place to go. It's in downtown Somerville. They offer uh, local 
South Carolina beers. They have 40 of them on tap. They also offer some local wine from a local vineyard. Can't remember the vineyard off the top of my head. They have some Abita root beer, which is a craft root beer. They're also making their own soda now. Uh, it's a kind of a can and bottle shop as well, so you can get local cans and bottles from around from the breweries around town. They are located, and I keep smacking, I'm sorry. They're located at uh, homegrownbrewhouse.com. You can find them on the web. You can also find them at uh, facebook.com slash homegrownbrewhouse. They have a Facebook page there. They're also on Instagram. And it's just fantastic. I'm getting ready to start uh, working there full time. <clears throat> um, Caleb is a, a great guy. They offer a lot of uh, good things. They got a whole hallway full of um, full of arcade games. I mean, you can go back there. Some of them are free. Some of them you have to put a quarter in. Where do you get that around town anymore? There's no arcades anymore. I used to, you know, when I grew up, uh, there was a place called the Fox Theater over here in um, North Charleston. It's way down. Rivers Avenue, uh, some people that live here locally might remember this, but the Fox Theater, I think they had, let's see, one, two, four theaters. It was one of the cheaper theaters you could go to. It wasn't quite a dollar theater, but you could go there and get uh, pretty cheap because you might get shot. So that's why the prices were kind of, the prices were kind of in line with the danger that you had over there. But the cool thing about this place was it had a, a, a ground level arcade. And I'm talking old school arcade. I'm talking Pac-Man. I'm talking Galaga. I'm talking Centipede. I'm talking Tron. Um, Space Invaders. Whatever game you can think of from the 80s. This place had it. And they were all around the bottom. And then this little um, kind of gradual ramp went up to a second level. And they had a second level. I, I can't even tell you how many games. This, this place probably had 80 arcade games at the time. That might be a stretch. I'm not sure if it was 80. I could be lying. I don't think I am. I think it's pretty close to that. If I had to, if I, if my memory serves me right, if I close my eyes and I kind of look back and I think, and I just kind of count around the corners, it could even be more than that. It could have been a hundred video games. So most of the kids went there for that. You went there for a movie occasionally. Sometimes the movies, you know, cut in and out during, it wasn't the best for a movie. Let's just put that, let's put it that way. But how did I get on that? Oh, so we were talking about the homegrown brew house. So check those guys out homegrown.com and then guess what guys we're also brought to you i don't know if we're brought to you by they're not paying me anything but i just want to put it out there paragon athletics that's p-a-r-a-g-o-n athletics.com you can find them on the interwebs uh, you can also find them on their facebook page same thing facebook.com paragon athletics p-a-r-a-g-o-n athletics all one word my oldest son works there, Brian Jr., and he's a personal trainer out there. He's got a degree in health and wellness, and he's doing phenomenal stuff out there. Works with a uh, physical therapist. I think they may even have an occupational therapist on staff. Um, they are just doing, man, super stuff with functional training. This is not a CrossFit gym. This is not a, a Planet Fitness. You're not going to go in there and sit on a treadmill for an hour. You're not going to go sit in a sauna and just kind of relax. You're going to get in there and get some work done, and you're going to do it in a way that you never imagined you would ever do. I mean, the functional fitness that you're going to get from this place, you're not just doing a standard squat. You're not just doing a standard lunge. You're not just doing a bench press. You're not just doing a, a, a whatever, military press. You're doing functional exercises. They're always mixing it up. They're doing just crazy things over there. 
get on Instagram, get on Facebook, check out their videos, get on their website, and you're going to be like, wow, these guys are taking it to the next level. They um, kind of specialize in a lot of uh, uh, climbing. There's, you know, they're out there in Flagstaff, Arizona, so there's a lot of climbing going on, a lot of rock climbing, um, some ultra athletes as well. So they're doing some very unique stuff trying to get these people ready for uh, the next level of uh, athletic performance. So ParagonAthletics.com or Facebook.com slash ParagonAthletics. That is, let's see, let's make sure. That's my ads for right now. So uh, what did I say? Welcome to Con- Craft Conversations. I already do that part. I think I did. I think I did that up front instead of the ads. I should have done the ads first, but. I'm just kind of, like I said, this can be a loose podcast, just kind of all over the place. What I'm really trying to do is test out this video. I want to test out my skills and see if I'm ready to to kind of merge and sync this audio and video together. This thing might come out tomorrow with just the audio, like it's been for the last three solo episodes, because I might, I might not be ready, but I'm going to at least record the video. So I've got it. And if I can get it all to work, I'm going to get it to work. Let's see. Uh, I told you guys last time we mentioned the Keto Dojo. I told you I'm back on Keto. So I am drinking some beer, but you know, I drink, um, I, I drink two or three. I maybe get a half pour. I maybe get some samples. I'm trying to keep the carb count low. Uh, I've got to a point now on this ketogenic diet where my, my metabolism is uh, kind of able to handle a little bit higher carbohydrate. You know, realistically, your carb count should be uh, less than 30 net grams of carbs, maybe 50 uh, total carbs if you're going to go that route. So I try and integrate that in. You know, today I had nothing but coffee. I had water all day. I ate one meal a day, which I came home and I had three eggs. I put some uh, Cajun turkey in there that I had uh, bought and chopped up myself. You know, just a whole breast of uh, turkey. Chop that up. I put uh, some jalapenos from my garden in the back, from the Zen garden. I put some Munster cheese and what else did I put on there? I put some salt and pepper. I put a little bit of minced garlic in the uh, in the coconut oil on the bottom. Threw it all down, laid it out, made it into an omelet, folded it up. That was my one uh, heavy meal for the day. So pretty much no carbs there, right? I mean, maybe a tiny bit in, a, in one jalapeno. So a few beers kind of uh, put me at the limit as far as my carbs. That's keto. That's the way I work it. Now, would I recommend doing alcohol or beer per se? Probably not. Would I recommend alcohol at all? Maybe not. If you're starting out, I would maybe take a month off and let your body kind of detox from alcohol altogether. There is a nice list out there. If you go to the Keto Dojo page, there's a list of uh, approved alcohols that are kind of keto friendly. Uh, you're looking at uh, you know your bourbons, your whiskeys, your vodkas, uh, your uh, I think tequilas, your gins, anything that's no carb. I mean, those pretty much have no carb in them. Now, the problem is you still have to process, or your body still has to process that alcohol. So while your body is processing that alcohol, you're no longer uh, doing any fat burning. So <clears throat> your body has to kind of take it one thing at a time. Once it processes the alcohol and gets that out of there, then it can go back to uh, burning fat off your body and kind of producing ketones. And now that's the new fuel that you're going to run off of. So I don't want to get into a big keto thing, but 
that was on my list to talk about being back on keto. So I'm back on that. I'm trying to get full time back into that. Uh, took a couple of weeks off, like I said, in a couple of different podcasts uh, ago, and I just didn't feel as well. Um, I didn't feel good at all, really. I felt very lethargic. I was uh, just lazy. I was sleeping all the time. I had no energy, uh, brain fog. <clears throat> My vision started um, failing me a little bit again, kind of getting blurry. What else? Uh, heart rate was increasing. I felt kind of an increase in my blood pressure. Although I didn't test it, I can just kind of feel that. I'm just kind of used to feeling how I should feel um, in, a, in an optimal state. And I shouldn't feel optimal. So I'm back on the wagon. Off the wagon? On the wagon. I guess you're on the wagon. Is it a keto wagon? I don't know. If it's, if it's not a keto wagon, you jumped off of it. So you could be off the wagon. I don't know. I don't know the terms, but that's where I'm at right now. So get on it. If you like it, don't, you know, don't knock it. If you, if you like it, stick with it. If it works for you, stick with it. If it's not working for you, if you're not getting the results you want, if you're not feeling great on it, move on to something else. I'm not going to tell you that it's the best diet in the world, but I think it's what our uh, ancestors were, were doing. Because, like I mentioned before, that you didn't have all these grains. You didn't have fields of grains out there. People were eating fruits and vegetables in moderation because they were seasonal and they were eating meat. That's what we're meant to do. That's what the body was meant to process. It's not meant to process a bagel. Where where the hell did you get a bagel 100 years ago? 50 years ago. Shit, you didn't get a bagel 50 years ago. So we just now got into this industrial age where we're eating all this crap. I say crap, carbohydrates and, and processed sugars and sugars. Your body wasn't meant for that, and it hasn't quite adjusted to that. Now, will it adjust to that in the future? That's debatable. Possible? Maybe? Do I want to? Do I don't want to sit around and test fate and and try it out and see if it works for me? Not really. Do I want to be the one to change um, evolution? No. Um, but it might. You know, eventually, sometime in the future, a hundred years, two hundred years, maybe we run better off of sugar and carbohydrates but right now just due to uh, the way we were evolved that's where i'm at right now so let's get off of that what was my next subject oh man i forgot to even um i forgot to research this but i was going to talk about what my next spartan race was going to be because i know i talked about spartan races let's get into this this is a beer about craft or a beer the show about craft beer. So let's talk about it a little bit. Um, here are some of the beers I've had today, and I'm going to open one for you here in a second. We're not going to do the fancy uh, opening like we did previously. <clears throat> but here's what uh, here's a list of what's uh, gone on today and gone into my gullet, into my mouth. First thing I had, I was at uh, Coastal Coffee Roasters. I, I still work up there, and I was um, looking through the the beer closet. Notice they had a new beer called Fugly, F-U-G-L-I, from Oscar Blues Brewing Company. They're out of Colorado. Uh, Colorado. This is an IPA. It's an American IPA. They also have a, a new um, facility there in Asheville, North Carolina. It's not really that new now, but it's still there. But they're out of Colorado initially. This is made with yuzu and ugly fruit. Let's look that up because I, I never did. Let's look up real quick. Yuzu uh, fruit. Let's see. I think it's out of Japan. 
Yeah, it's an Asian citrus fruit. Let's see. This is off of uh, oh no, let's, it's off of Doctor Axe. Let's go to let's go to Wikipedia. Not maybe the most trusted source either, but. Um, bu- 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 bu. Well, let's just go to Doctor Axe. Who cares? He'll, he'll at least know where the plant's from and what it is. So, it almost looks like a lemon. Yuzu fruit. Have you heard of yuzu fruit? Uh, Unknown to many, integral part of Asian cuisine and culture for centuries. It's a unique citrus flavor and strong fragrance. The juice, rind, and peel of this fruit has recently started making its way into kitchens and restaurants around the world. Makes an excellent addition to sauces, seafood dishes, and desserts. The oil of this fruit has also been traditionally used in essential oil. Keep the skin smooth, increase circulation, and boost immunity. Also contains many beneficial compounds that have been shown to help reduce inflammation, stop blood clotting, and promote better health. Let's see. Um, Belongs in the same family along with oranges, grapefruit, lemons, and limes. So, like I said, it looks kind of like a lemon to me, really. Um, Has thorns, grows up about six feet tall, if it will stand cold climates. Produces a fruit the size of a tangerine. Cross between a grapefruit, lime, and mandarin orange is what uh, it's often described as. Distinct sour flavor, strong scent. So anyway, that's what the uh, the yuzu is. Let's check out what was the other. It was ugly fruit. Ugly fruit? Ugly. U-G-L-I. Let's check that out. U-G-L-I fruit. Got me a new keyboard over here, guys, plugged in. It's uh, it's going to work a little bit better for us. Of course, there's no Dr. Axe on this one. Why not? About Oogly. That, I don't like that. I don't like that. Let's go here. Oogly fruit is a Jamaican form of tangelo, a citrus fruit creating, uh, created by hybridizing a grapefruit an orange and a tangerine. So hey, I'm not going to go all into that. So you can kind of get the idea of what this IPA is, right? It's in, it's uh, it's very citrusy. So that's what I had first off from Oscar Blues Brewing Company. Yuzu and ugly fruit infusions twisted together with the blue with the blueberry tangerine notes of mosaic make for a tangy, juicy, zesty array of aroma and flavor. Salivation will instantly ensue with one sniff of this crushable brew. It's only 5.8% ABV and 60 IBUs. It was inspired by a yuzu brew that they made with some brewing friends in Japan. So that was the first thing I had. I'm going to share one one of those with you here in just a second. Second thing I had today, like I said, I went up to uh, Lowe's Foods. We'll talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. Had a send it. Uh, New England style IPA from Lenny Boy Brewing Company. That's out of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, I believe. It's a 6.3% ABV. Uh, no IBUs listed. Average rating of 3.69. As a matter of fact, the Oscar Blues was an aver- average rating of 3.59. I don't agree with either of those ratings. I, I rate them higher than that. Excuse me. The Send It from Lenny Boy is a hazy IPA with Galaxy and Eldorado hops. Extremely juicy, extremely citrusy, very classic New England style IPA, just like you'd get from pretty much anywhere. If you've had a New England style IPA, you pretty much know eh, there's a lot of similarities to them. They're not, 
real crazy um, different steps or whatever. They're kind of all in the, kind of the same vein. So that's what I had a little taste of up there at Lowe's. Then I went total opposite spectrum. I don't know why. Well, I know why, but because uh, they didn't have this other one on tap. And I didn't know about this other can. So I was just going to have the two little tasters. And then I decided I'd stick around for a couple other things. Because uh, a lot of people came up there and it got crazy. So this one was the Event Horizon from Old Hickory Brewing Company. We'll put all these in the show notes. And I will actually do that. I know we said that a lot of times. I've got the notes to make it happen this time. So we'll, we'll tag all these guys on the Instagram post. We'll put them on the uh, Facebook as well. I'll put them in the in the listing on the uh, on all the different uh, avenues, iTunes, podcast, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube is back again. So just remember all those guys. Event Horizon, Old Hickory Brewing Company, that's out of Hickory, North Carolina. This is uh, an American Imperial Stout, 8.5% ABV, 50 IBUs, average rating of 4.19. This is an ale brewed with honey and aged in bourbon barrels. Phenomenal beer. Phenomenal. I loved it. I've had it multiple times. I have rated it. Uh, what did I rate it last time I had it? Let's check it out. Right there. I gave it. Man, I just don't like this. I can't. It's totally different than when I look it up on my phone, but I think I gave it a 4.25. I can't uh, guarantee that. But. That is what I drank next, and then they actually did a share. I guess somebody had brought in a can from uh, this brewery up in uh, New York. This is from Stillwater Artisanals uh, Brewing Company. This is called a Nom Nom. That's G-N-A-M, G-N-A-M, Nom Nom. It's an Imperial IPA, 8% ABV, no IBUs listed. It's a double IPA brewed with mango, lemongrass, and chili. I really enjoyed this beer. It's got an average rating of 3.78. I'd probably give it a at least a 3.75 for sure. And still, I don't know how these ratings even happen because these things are in quarter. Like you go, you give it a 3. You give it a 3.25. You give it a 3.5. You get a 3.75. You give it a 4. 4.25. How do we get to a 3.78? I don't even know how that, ha- how that happens. It's got 4,000 ratings on here, and we've got a 3.78. I don't understand math, I guess. I don't know how it works. I would give it at least a 375, possibly a, a four. Stillwater does some phenomenal stuff. Stillwater, I said, out of New York. They're actually out of Brooklyn, I believe. Let me double check. Yep, Brooklyn, New York. So that's that one. And then the last thing I tasted up there was the Honey Comb Over from Holy City Brewing Company. That's an Imperial, Imperial IPA. It is 9% ABV. No IBUs listed on this one as well. 3.83, really, rating, average. I would give it a four. I've had this multiple times at the uh, at the brewery down there. So this is a Honey Come Over DIPA, which stands for double IPA. If you're not, if you're not in the know, if you don't know, uh, we abbreviate things sometimes here. DIPA. Uh, it's a big and buzzworthy with uh, Savannah Bee Com- Company Honey addition providing a little extra abv sting so what that means is they put the savannah bee company honey into the mash into the boil and when that uh, makes it a little bit sweeter gets a little more sugar so when you get that yeast in there it has to eat more sugar to produce alcohol which gives it a bigger 
ABV hit or sting, as they say, because it's a honeycomb over bees. Ha ha, you would get it. The comb over is the universal symbol of man's attempt to deny his age and lack of hair. It's a Total Wine Charleston collaboration. So they collaborated with Total Wine on this. So that's kind of cool. So that's what we had. That's what we had today. I'm going to go down into the magic bucket as always. And I'm going to get out this uh, Fugly. We're going to pour this into a two blokes glass. So you can get a little bit. I'm trying to pour it over my keyboard because, you know, I keep spilling beer on the freaking keyboard. So here's the can right there. Fugly, fugly, however you want to say it. Probably fugly. That's funner to say, right? I want to say fugly. Uh, maybe in Japan, I'm not sure how they pronounce use in Japan. Fug, fug, fugly. Might be fugly. I like to say fugly. It sounds funner. So that's what I'm drinking right now. I'm going to share a swallow with you. Hold on just one second. Well, I'm not as good as George Garland, but that's what George Garland would do. He'd share a swallow. So... Look at that right there, so you can kind of gaze upon the can, so you're not staring at me the whole time. All right, so that's our beers. Let's uh, close all these tabs. Let's see what else we're talking about. Well, we did mention Lowe's Foods, so that's where I drank <clears throat> most of those beers, except for this Fugly. Fugly? God, I don't even remember what, what I like to call it. I like to call it Fugly. So, what happened up there at Lowe's Foods today? Let's see. Anything exciting? Well, one thing that was uh, kind of rude. So I'm sitting there. I'm with uh, a former employee of mine, Chris. Um, matter of fact, Chris is going to be coming on to the podcast uh, after we have Gordon Peters on. I think I mentioned that uh, an episode or so ago. So Chris, exciting guy. He's from New York. New York. How do you? I don't even know how you say accents, but we had a big discussion about that actually. The guy, or one of the girls there, Jenna, she's a new girl that's working up there. She was talking about some stuff, and Chris asked her where she was from because he couldn't quite figure out her accent. I think she had said the word salmon instead of salmon. I don't know how you guys say it. I say salmon. Um, I was in Alaska. That's where they had a lot of salmon. They do salmon fishing up there like uh, gangbusters. They say salmon up there. I've never heard, I can't recall, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say salmon. But that's the way that Jenna said the word, the fish, salmon. So Chris ended up asking her where she was from. She's from Nebraska. So I guess people in Nebraska say salmon. I don't know why. I don't even know what the right pronunciation is. She might be saying it correctly and everybody else that I know in my life has been saying it wrong. So it could be salmon. It makes sense. I mean, it's spelled S-A-L-M-O-N, Sal, Mun. All right, I can see it. She's from Nebraska. Maybe she's got the inside scoop on it. But everybody I know says salmon. So anyway, Chris asked her, and she said she's from Nebraska. And then she started, Jenna started asking Chris where he was from, and she guessed Boston. And he's like, no, I'm not from Boston. If I was from Boston, I would have said Baston. 
So he started making fun of the Boston accent, I guess, and the Boston accent. And then he said, I'm from New York. I don't even know how to say New York. I'm messing that up completely because I'm from here, from South Carolina. Um, but what was my point? My point was we're sitting there, and I'll get back to Chris here in a minute, but we're sitting there, and that happened. And then next thing I know, the two girls sitting next to Chris are from Ohio, uh, on my right, or Chris's right, and then the guy, a new guy I met named Jarrett, J-A-R-E-T-T, I think he corrected me and said is how to say his name. I thought he said Jerry to begin with. Uh, Jenna, the bartender behind the bar there at Lowe's, thought he said Jared, like J-A-R-R-E-D. So we had all kind of uh, miscommunication going on. But the guy, Jarrett, next to me, he's only been in town for four months. He's down from Maryland. He just moved down here. So we had Maryland. We had another guy named John uh, sitting at the table over uh, to the back of us. He is from Georgia. Then, of course, I'm from South Carolina. So a whole plethora, a whole melting pot of people here sitting at the Lowe's Foods Beer Den. You got New York. You got Nebraska, Ohio, Maryland, Georgia, South Carolina. Who knows? what other states were included in there. Hell, we might have some some internationals in there. I don't know. I didn't, uh, you know, I think sometimes you can tell if there's an international in there. I didn't really see any internationals until later. I feel like I maybe saw some some people from Asia, that part of the world. So what was my original story? Um, I was talking about Chris, right? What was I talking about? We were talking about the beer den. I was at the beer den. Chris. Chris is going to come on the podcast. He's from New York. He's going to have interesting stories. I talked about it at uh, one point during one of the last podcasts. He used to be a former cop. He is getting ready to have an interview with uh, the new Volvo that just opened up here in town. He was telling me he's pretty excited that uh, with that, if he gets accepted for that job and he gets hired, he's either going to Sweden or China for training the hell that's a big difference those are two totally different places i didn't know china had a volvo uh, plant out there for training but apparently they do uh what else was going on out there oh so here was the original part of the story and i just started talking about chris and then it just kind of melded into something else tangents which is fine we've gone on tangents many times on this podcast we're all sitting there we got me or chris and i Chris and me, we got me. We got Chris and me sitting there. We got uh, Jessica, who is the, the beer den master or manager. She's a fine manager, by the way. Very, very good manager. <laughs> and we've got uh, we got Jared over here. We got Evie Sherry. We got some other people. John. We got people. There's a whole bunch of people sitting around. There's uh, Brian, Jenna, and I can't remember the other girl's name behind the bar. The manager comes up. His name's Chris. I, I, I used to work at Lowe's Beer Den. I, I wasn't a big fan of Chris, to be honest. But anyway, Chris comes up. <clears throat> They've got the schedule out. You know, these guys are trying to write up the schedule, and they're putting a request for days off, and they're writing who's going to work when, trying to get this thing all squared away. Chris comes up and says, hey, I just want to, you know, right out in front of everybody, I just want to give everybody a heads up that when you put a request in for a day off, he didn't really have this face like this, but he's got some glasses on. He's kind of a little short um, dude. But 
when you guys put in a request for days off, that is just a request. You don't actually get that day off until we approve it. So that's only a request and blah, 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 blah. He starts talking about all this kind of stuff that doesn't need to be talked about in front of customers, you know, and they're having this back and forth. This is all stuff that should be done. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. And please correct me if I'm wrong. Send me a message on Facebook. Send me a message on Instagram, a private message, direct message. Send me an email, craftconversationspod at gmail.com. Put a comment on the YouTube video, whatever. I want to hear from you guys. So if you think I say something that is incorrect or if you think that I'm out of line or whatever, you don't agree, I don't care. Send me a message. We'll have a discussion about it, a conversation about it. That's what we're all about, craft conversations. But he shouldn't be up there talking to these guys about this kind of stuff, you know, out in front of customers. That should be a back room, an office, you know, come to my office, let's discuss this type of thing. It shouldn't be a a, um, a disciplinary type thing. It shouldn't be something that uh, is a big problem. But just talk about it offline, man. Don't talk about, you know, the customer's there to have a good time. They're there to, to drink their craft beer on Thursday, Thursday and, and have fun and laugh and whatever. They're not there to get all serious and hear you talking about business out in front of the customers. That's just rude. It's just rude. That's all I got to say about that. So that was Lowe's. And I'm telling you, I haven't been up there in quite a while on a Thursday, Thursday. I normally work at the brewery, Oak Road Brewery on Thursday. So I missed the Thursday, Thursday. But if you're local, you're in town, if you like craft beer, they got eight taps on the wall. They've always got something from a wheat to maybe a Pilsner lager to uh, maybe a step up from that to a pale ale, maybe a a honey ale or something of that sort. Then they've got uh, usually a couple IPAs, maybe a regular, maybe a double, some kind of fancy, maybe a red. Then they've always got uh, number six spot. No, not number six, four, five, five, six. Maybe the five, six spot is a, a cider and then maybe a sour in the six spot. Seven and eight is usually some sort of a porter, imperial stout, bourbon aged, something like that. So they've always got eight things on tap that are phenomenal. You know, the beer den master there, Jessica, does a great job at getting phenomenal beers. They're always something good. They're always ever changing and rotating out because usually there are six stools, which is about, uh, which is a five gallon keg, a little bit over five gallons. So they're changing out constantly. You're always going to get a new selection when you go up there. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. You know, sometimes you found a beer that you really like. You found something that you're like, man, this is my beer. This is my go-to beer. I'm going back up to Lowe's in two days. I'm going to get me a growler of that thing. You go up there and that beer is no longer. It's maybe two beers behind now. It's two beers gone because they go through beers that quickly. So if you like beer, if you like rotating beers, if you like trying new beers, Lowe's Foods, that's the place to go. You can get a, I'm not going to go into the pricing, but Thursday, Thursday from four to eight, it's a, uh, it's a 48 happy or four to eight happy hour. You can get half price uh, beers. So you can get a 16 ounce beer for 250. If it's under 7% alcohol, you can get a 10 ounce beer for 250. If it's between seven and 10% alcohol, and then you can get a, what's the other one? You can get a five ounce beer for three bucks if it's 10 percent or over so those are your prices that's the best deal in town it really is i'm not really trying to promote lowe's foods maybe i'll put them in the show notes and see if they want to be a sponsor or something but 
because I used to work there and, and I gave them a lot of business. I sent a lot of people up there. Why not give me some money, Lowe's Foods, please? But if you're in town, get up there on Thursday, Thursdays. It's a fun time. It's got a little bar. It's got a, a deli area that you can sit down and sit in. It's got free Wi-Fi. You got some hookups for some USB, some power supplies. So bring your computer, your laptop, whatever. Now, don't bring your whole computer up there. That'd be dumb. Bring a laptop or a Surface or a tablet or something like that. But it's a great time. We had a great time tonight. We laughed. It got loud. Um, the manager had to come over one time this kind of calmed people down a little bit because it got a little out of control but that's what happens a bunch of good friends of mine showed up tonight so it was good had a good time what else um, I think I got the audio dialed in guys I mean right up front you heard the uh, three different uh, and that's another thing tell me what you think did I say that up front I think I said that up front tell me what you think about those three auto choices that I did. Of course, if I've got a guest in here, this other mic number two is going to be on. That's a no-brainer, right? Both of the mics are going to be on. <clears throat> but as a solo effort, tell me what you thought was the better audio option with my mic on, the cover on mic number two, my mic on, the cover off of mic number two, and it's on as well, or my mic on, Mic number two, just shut the fuck off. Just mute that bitch like I got on the board over here. I think that's the best option. I like it the best. Out of all the solo episodes I've recorded so far, I think that gave me the best audio. I do have a little bit of a problem. I'm going to try and figure out how to get rid of some background noise, but I've got a separate uh, AC unit up here in this loft in the, in the Craft Conversation Studios here at the Dales and Garden and Pub. So I've got a return unit up here. I've got uh, one, two, I got three, four, like five different vents up in here. So you'll hear that AC kick on and off. It's a tad bit annoying to me. I probably shouldn't even mention it because you might not even know it, but I just like to put everything out in the open, out and, you know, air all the laundry, I guess you could say. It's a little bit of a problem for me because I notice it. I notice things like that. And I've always been a stickler, if you noticed, uh, through all the 25 episodes we've done so far when Caleb and I started, or the, the three solos that I've done, I've been a stickler on little tiny minu- minutial, min- uh, minute details like that. I think minute, minutial could be a word too. If it's not, it should be minutial, minutial. That sounds like a word. Maybe it's not. But the minute details, I've always been kind of a stickler about. Caleb always, ah, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Nobody cares. Well, I think people care. I know when I listen to podcasts, whether it be uh, my new favorite, Theo Vaughn. If you haven't heard Theo Vaughn, get out there and listen to that guy, man. Oh, my God. I don't want to get off on a tangent on that guy, but I've been listening to him nonstop. I can't get enough. That guy is killing me. Um what was I talking about? Oh, the details. So the fine details matter to me. And you're going to notice that now that I've taken over, the fine details matter. But Theo Vaughn, I first heard him on a podcast called The Fighter and the Kid, which is uh, Brian Callen and Brendan Swab, I think his name is. Swab. Swab. He's a fighter. Uh, Brian Callen is the kid, I guess, comedian. Uh, they run a podcast. Well, Brian Callen wasn't there one day. Brendan Swab was running on his own had Theo Vaughn on, I could not stand, I don't know if it was the two of them together or just their personalities together or 
something. I did not like this Theo Vaughn guy one bit. I think Caleb had recommended it to me, as a matter of fact. I got maybe five minutes in. I don't even know if I got that far. And I could not stand it. I had to cut it off. It was just, it annoyed the shit out of me to be blunt about it. So, you know, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. I listen to him all the time. Very insightful, very upfront, very honest. Just tells it like it is. A lot of great knowledge, forward thinking. He had Theo Vaughn on, and I said, oh, I'm going to listen to this because I just like Joe Rogan, and he can turn any guest into a great guest, and I believe he does that with anybody who's on there. It's just going to be good. Fell in love with this guy. This guy, I'm telling you, check him out, Theo, T-H-E-O, Vaughn, V-O-N. I'm going to send him a video message here because I went to his website earlier today. After I got off work, I was sitting there just kind of doing some research for the for this show and making some notes, and I started just looking up some other stuff, some bullshit. Went to his website. He does a thing. I don't even know how I got on this tangent, but he does a thing on his podcast. He does kind of like uh, a little bit of a model that I'm going to do. What is this on the table? He does uh, some solo podcast. Oh, I can't even get it off. Oh, there it is. He does a solo podcast. Uh, just by himself. It might be from a hotel room while he's traveling out doing, uh, he does comedies, comedic, uh, comedian. So he might go out and just carry his mic and his board, his uh, computer, and he'll do some solo podcasts from a hotel room. He might do it in his house and in a couple of different rooms. So you, you've always got kind of a different look. Uh, you never know what your background is going to be, what seating he's going to have, what tables in front of him, the lighting. So it's always kind of cool to kind of see where he is. But he also does a show where he has a guest on there. And it's, it's, it's really like I want to get this thing to be. I think I mentioned last time, you know, I'd like to get, um, you know, a lounge chair over in this corner, a lounge chair here, kind of get rid of this uh, kind of clunky old school computer chair and just get relaxed back here by this TV and by the wall and just kind of maybe get some darker colors in here, maybe put a, a lamp somewhere a sconce off the side i don't know get some better lighting so it's not so washed out with this fluorescent up here <clears throat> where am i going with this so that's kind of the feel <laughs> that's kind of the the model that i want to do for this show i want to do some solo shows i was talking at uh, talking with chris today and a couple other people that my solo shows i think i'm going to continue to do from here you'll kind of get this look i may take it somewhere else but I think this is a good spot to do it. I'm comfortable up here. It's already set up. What I would like to do with guests from here on out, although Gordon's going to be sitting right here across from me uh, sometime here in the very near future, and probably Chris too, until I can get into Homegrown Brew House. But what I want to do is when I get to Homegrown Brew House, maybe not this table, but I want to kind of duplicate something similar to this table. He's got two or three spots in the back of Homegrown that we're going to set up a remote location and that's going to be my spot where guests will come. So these, you know, 18 to 20 people that I've got on a list that are going to start rolling in once I get everything, all the pieces back together and get everything tight and where I feel like I should have a guest that I don't know in here. You know, I, I got Gordon coming in. He knows me. He knows this place. He knows what I've kind of gone through with the, with the split between Caleb and I. So, I'm not too worried about him, but 
future guests that I don't know that I'm trying to get to know that I'm trying to make contacts with that I'm trying to promote that I'm trying to to get them out to the world and, and give them some good publicity and some good vibes I want them to be in a place of comfort in a place that looks professional in a place that looks like I know what I'm doing I'm getting there <clears throat> slowly but surely so with all that said homegrown brew house we're going to have a, a, a remote spot set up in there for guests from here on out and who knows i may just to mix it up i may bring somebody up here i may bring two people up here i still got two chairs i still got uh, three four five mics whatever um i got headphones i can bring people up here still it's a good vibe it's comfortable i like it it's got some good energy but that's what we're doing so where was i going with all that well, i was talking about theo vaughn i was just talking about fine details so i'm a detail oriented guy I want things to be good for you guys. You know, this podcast is not for me. I mean, I like it. It gives me an outlet to kind of talk about all the stuff that I wanted to talk about with the Dale Stotts from the Zen Garden and the views from a bar stool and all that kind of stuff. But this show is about you guys, about um, the viewers, about the listeners. You know, I'm putting information out there for you. I'm trying to help promote. Uh, local business owners, local brewers, local breweries, musicians. I'm trying to, if I can get people to start, uh, you know, uh, contacting and dialing in and and putting messages on Facebook and emails and stuff, I want to start answering some questions. I want to start helping people with their problems. I want to, I want to take it a little bit different direction. I still want to talk about craft beer, which we've done. Talked about multiple craft beers, actually. I still want to talk to, uh, to to good guests, but I want to have that third piece of the puzzle, which is which is you guys. Contact me and give me give me feedback. If you don't like something I'm doing, let me know. If you like something I'm doing, let me know. If you want to see me do something else, let me know. Um, if you got an issue, if you got a problem, you got a girlfriend problem, you got a boyfriend problem, you got a problem at the job, you got a problem at work, um, you can't get an erection, um, you're you're losing your hair, you got man boobs, whatever it is, your you know your erection feels like a a, a, a Polish sausage that uh, hadn't been quite formed yet. Whatever the case is, I want to hear about it. I want to help you out. I want to give you some pointers. And if I can't figure out an answer, I'll, I'll find a guest that has an answer for you or I'll, I'll Google it or I'll ask somebody that I know. We'll get you some answers. And like I said, I think in the last episode, which was Ask Me Questions episode, I'm trying to get a, I want to get a number. That's something that Theo Vaughn is doing. One second. He has a number where you can call in, you leave a voicemail. Oh, that's what I was getting to. I, I totally skipped over that. I like my logo up here on the TV, as a matter of fact. Um, I just saw that at the corner of my eye. Theo has a number where people call in, they leave voicemails, and he answers those on, you know, he'll he'll hit the, hit the button on his computer, and it plays back the, uh, the voicemail. He'll stop periodically throughout the voicemail and just make some comments. Uh, comment on a couple things that was said, maybe offer a solution, thank them for whatever, call them out. But I went to his website because <clears throat> I, I want to look at some tour dates because I want to go see him 
do some stand-up comedy because he's hilarious. If you haven't checked out his Netflix, uh, do that. Theo Vaughn, he's got a Netflix special out there. But he's going to be playing up at Cherokee, North Carolina at the something casino up there. So I plan on going up there to see him. But while I was on his website checking out tour dates, tour, tour, I guess I, I guess there's no other way to say that. Checking out tour dates, I saw that he had his number on there. So I thought about it. I said, oh, man, maybe I should give him a call, leave a message, see if I can get on his podcast and maybe just uh, make a sly mention of mine. Then I scroll down a little bit further. Boom, boom, boom. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. He's got a place on there where you can send in a video message. And I said, man, I'm a podcaster. I've got video equipment set up. I got mics. I got audio. I can make it sound all nice. Got logos. I might send him a voice message or a video message. I might do both. Maybe, you know, that increases my chances of getting selected, right? I know he probably gets thousands, hundreds of thousands of uh, videos and audios. I'm going to send him one in, see if I can get on the podcast. What do you think about that, guys? And I don't know what I want to ask. I don't know what I want to say. I don't know what I kind of want out of it, but I'm thinking about it. Why not? Maybe it's another connection I can make. You know, he made a connection through uh, Joe Rogan, through the fighter and the kid. Now, all of a sudden, he's got guests that those guys had on their podcast, coming on his podcast. He's been doing this podcasting thing for a while. He had a YouTube going. He was stuck at like 400 um, subscribers at one point. Now he's blown up to over 100,000 subscribers. And it was just from those small little, you know, contacts that you make across the across the the ether, across the universe, and things just all of a sudden wrap together eventually. And next thing you know, you're out there and just overwhelmed. And you can't figure out what to do. He's got advertisers now. He's got the podcast going. He's doing it solo. He's doing it with guests. He's got all this uh, stand-up shows going on. So that's what that. That is what's that. Let's see where we're at here. Man, this is going to be a good one. We're almost, uh, we're coming up on an hour already. What else do I have on here? Let's talk about, oh yeah, I wrote this down early. So, man, it was hot as hell this whole week. I mean, today it was 80% humidity and like, uh, felt like 90 degrees. 90 degrees doesn't sound like a whole lot when you've been out in Iraq or you've been in Las Vegas and it's, you know, 120 degrees. But I saw somebody posting a, a girlfriend of mine out in Las Vegas. Not, I mean, she's a girl and she's a friend. <clears throat> and uh, I like her a lot, to be honest. Um, but I used to work with her. She's a physical therapy technician or assistant. I worked with her there at Nellis Air Force Base when I was stationed out in Las Vegas. Really great gal. And we still keep in contact. And she was complaining anyway about how hot and humid it was out in Las Vegas. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. You're talking to a guy that is on the East Coast in the South, in South Carolina, like coastal. You're going to talk to him about humid. So I looked up, let's look it up right now. But I looked up um, Las Vegas and then I looked up, uh, of course, Somerville, South Carolina. Las Vegas was, I'm going to check it right now, just see what it is now. Las Vegas is 104 degrees, 
and the humidity is 18%. Okay, keep that in mind. Las Vegas, 104, 18%. Now, if I go back in and I look at uh, my house right now, it is 78 degrees, although it's 1035 at night, okay? The sun's already gone down. The humidity right now is 88%. You're going to talk to me about being humid. Come on. It's not It's not humid in Las Vegas at all. Now, things are all relative, obviously. Maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was 8% humidity. Now it's 18% humidity. I'm not going to do the math on it. You do the math yourself because I'm not going to do it. That's a big increase. So maybe it is more humid. Maybe it's hot and humid to them because it's it's normally 8, 8%. It's just like maybe if it was um, 60% humidity here and then two weeks from now, it's 88% like it is now. Okay, I can see that. So maybe I'm just, maybe I'm being too judgmental. Not really judgmental, but I'm just, I'm just saying. It could be worse. 18%, try 88% and see what your hair does. I mean, look at it. Your hair curls all up. It's all frizzy. Um... I really do believe my hair was straighter out there. Yeah, I think it was. So that's kind of a thing. And I know girls complain all the time. They're like, oh, my hair's not good here in the South. All this salt air and the humidity just makes it all frizzy and out of whack, crazy. But what I was getting to is <clears throat> I wish I had a pool. I would love to be out here in this 88% humidity and these 90-degree days and be able to jump in a nice cold pool, although it wouldn't be that cold. But you know, a Vegas pool is not cool, cool either because it's, um, you know, 104 right now, 110, 115 degrees sometimes. But I had a pool. At, I was in three different houses in Las Vegas. The one that uh, my ex-wife and I had with my younger brother and my kids. Fantastic pool. Had a hot tub off of it. And then I uh, got divorced. And my younger brother and I moved out into another house. Had a pool and a hot tub. I don't even think we, we never even used that pool because we were there. I want to say we were, we were only there like two months. I can't even recall. I wish Kevin was here. I want to try and get Kevin in here. I'm going to go off on another tangent. My brother, Kevin, I think he's got a lot of cool stories to talk about. He was in the Air Force as long as I was. He did uh, electronic warfare and we think he was out. In Area 51, there in Las Vegas, although he can't talk about it, he's sworn to secrecy, I guess, but top secret job and all. So he couldn't even tell me what he did. But I mean, come on, come on. We all know what he did. But I want to get him on here, but he's afraid to come on because he believes that he and I both sound exactly alike, which he's not wrong. That mic sounds a little bit different. So I think I could tweak the I could tweak the audio a little bit to kind of separate us some, but He's afraid people couldn't hand us and handle us in stereo, so he's kind of he didn't want to come on. I think it'll be hilarious. I think we'll bounce off of each other. Dude knows a shit ton about beer. He's a home brewer as well. Um, I think it'd be a good show. Tell me what you think. Send me an email. Give me a comment on Facebook, on Instagram. Direct message me. Instant message me. I don't care. Whatever. Do you know? AOL, send me a send me a telegram. Look me up on MySpace. I don't know. Get in touch with me. Would you like to see or hear my younger brother Kevin and I do a podcast together? I think it'd be phenomenal. 
it'll be me and stereo. How can that not be good? I mean, really, he's got a, he's got a, um, I got a better hairline than him. He's kind of receding a little bit more. He's got a darker beard it somehow. I don't, I don't think he colors. He may, I mean, I used to color back at his age, so he may be coloring his hair, but for some reason, Bruce and I, my older brother, have both got this kind of, um, I've even got more salt than I do pepper than uh, Bruce does. Bruce is more salt and pepper. Kevin seems to still have his brown beard and his brown hair. Uh, I guess I'm buying it. I don't know. But if you'd like to see us on there, send us a message. Let me know. I'll hook it up. We're going to put it together. What I was getting at is I don't even think we stayed in that house too much. We never went in that pool. Um, all of a sudden, we found out that the house was being foreclosed on, so we had to move out. What is that right there? Oh, that's where we used to put the glass. Uh, so we never got into it. We moved to another location. It foreclosed. We had to move out of there, which pissed me off. I liked that spot a lot. And then we went to this other place, had another pool, another hot tub. The point I'm getting to is I wish I had a pool out here in South Carolina. I don't. But I remembered when I was thinking about this today, I remembered when I used to be in Pepper Hill back when I was a kid. We moved out there, I think, when I was about seven years old. 19... 79, I guess, moved to Pepper Hill out of uh, a little bit further down in North Charleston, a place called Glendale Terrace. We moved to Pepper Hill. And at the time, we didn't have a pool. We eventually got an, an above-ground pool, circular above-ground pool, which was, oh, man, that was so awesome. But I used to go two fences over. I'd jump over the chain-link fence, go through this one yard, jump over this other one. I went to a buddy of mine, uh, Jimmy Mackey's house, James Mackey, Jimmy Mackey. He lived a couple of houses behind us, and, you know, back in those days, you didn't have these giant um, plastic trash cans that we have now, you know, with the, with the hinge lid on top and just these huge trash cans because people didn't have that much freaking waste back then. You know, we've got double, triple, quadruple the amount of waste that we throw away at this point. We had the, you know, the standard old school and you, you don't even see them on the roads anymore. You might see them at Lowe's or at Home Depot if you go. But just, I don't even know what size they were. Maybe 33-gallon, 33, 33-gallon 33 trash cans, but they were metal. Little um, hinge handles on the side. So I go to Jimmy Mackey's house, and they had these two trash cans that they would put their refuse in their trash and put it out by the street for the trash man to come just like we do now when those guys were empty we would rinse them out we didn't scrub them down with uh, clorox or um, uh, dawn or any of these types of things we didn't sanitize them at all we kind of just rinse them out we would fill these trash cans up like three quarters of the way and Jimmy Mackey and I would get into the trash cans, and that was our swimming pool. We'd swim and just hang out in these trash cans on a hot summer day. Who knows what kind of maggot-infested filth, uh, bacteria, viruses, AIDS were hanging out, you know, in the 80s in these trash cans. But we had the times of our lives. We thought we were, man, we thought we were, you know, living up in the Hampton somewhere, <laughs> swimming in a, a nice metal swimming pool. So just thinking about how hot and humid it's been down here made me think about swimming pools. 
made me think about trash cans. Yeah, back in the day, we'd swim in a freaking metal trash can. You wouldn't find anybody doing that now. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. I don't know. Last thing I'll talk about, and I'm going to wrap this thing up, man, because I've just been kind of rambling all night. We're, uh, we're sitting at an hour and three minutes. Last thing I want to talk about is uh, Chris Short and I. Chris uh, Short, good friend of mine. He's doing a, he has a new website. You can look it up on Facebook. Uh, it's called Chris Salsa. So it's C-H-R-I-S-A-L-S-A, Chris Salsa. And great name. His name is Chris. He makes salsa. Chris also. He has a website. Or, no, he doesn't have a website yet. He's on Facebook. So if you Google Chris also, the first thing you're going to find, let me make sure I'm correct. First thing you're going to find is Chris's website or Chris's Facebook site. So let's type that in. Chris also. Bam. Chris also. Chris also. Facebook. Let's see. Nope. That is not correct. That That is actually Chris Alsa. <laughs> His last name is Alsa. A-L-S-A. That is not what I'm looking for. There we go. It's the second thing you find. If you do a Google search, the second thing you find is Chris Alsa. And he makes salsa. He made me one recently that was a uh, peach habanero salsa. And just like uh, he said, my younger brother Kevin said, or his, his wife said, actually, Susan, they're not going to buy any other salsa from here on out. They're going to buy Chris also. So check his website out. If you're local, he can get you some, uh, he can get you some goods. If you're not local, he's got a phone number on there. You can send him a message. If you're not local, you might have to pay for some shipping. I'm not sure how he's working all that stuff out, but, uh, he kind of just does it, you know, door to door right now, business to business. Uh, he's working on some labels with uh, a good friend of mine, Elena. He's trying to get the, you know, the USDA approval, bullshit that you got to get. I don't know, but he makes this fresh salsa and it's man, it's some of the best salsa I've had. And he puts it in these giant Mason jars. But what I was getting to was we were talking about the, the Mason jars and stuff. And I said, Hey, you need these Mason jars back. And he said, yeah, I'd like to get them back. You don't need to give me a lid back, but uh, I'd like to get the jars back. I'll give you a you know, discount on your next batch. If you, if you recycle the, the jar and it started me, start made me thinking about the, these Mason jars and I told him, I said, I can give it back to you, but if, if you don't want it back, I can find a use for it. I can, I can put something in it. You know, I've got a jar right now that I keep bacon grease in. I've got uh, some jars out in the garage that I keep some stuff in. And it made me think back to, again, my younger years growing up, um, going out into, I guess in Pepper Hill, we didn't even have a garage. We had a laundry room. And in that laundry room, the same room I got the plant food out of, uh, matter of fact, you go in this laundry room and you, you head straight in, you run right into the laundry and dryer. If you take a right and look over, there was a shelf that had uh, some various tools up there, maybe a toolbox, uh, some wrenches hanging up, some screwdrivers and some little eye hole slots. And there was a whole shelf. <clears throat> you could see a whole shelf up there um, kind of on the wall that had just mason jar after mason jar after mason jar, you know, about this size, about the size of this, uh, this microphone here. And you'd have uh, one mason jar that had um, lock washers in it. You'd have another mason jar that had regular washers in it. You'd have another mason jar that had uh, screws in it. Had another mason jar that had maybe some nuts in it of different sizes. You had another mason jar that had some bolts in it. You had another mason jar, you get the idea, that had some 
um, some nails in it. So all these mason jars that he had recycled, and I have to believe that my grandmother, my grandmother Dales, that uh, passed away a, a couple of years ago at 94, I believe, she used to make jams and jellies out of uh, muscadines and strawberries and blueberries and blackberries and raspberries and all these different berries, peach, I think. Um, I'm trying to think of what other flavors. It doesn't matter. I got to think that probably he got these jams and jellies from my grandmother and my mom, you know, would sanitize these jars and, and wash them out and clean them. Getting my dad, my dad repurposed them. And that's what we used to do back in the day. You didn't throw stuff away. You, you know, you had this mason jar. You're not going to throw it in the trash. You could maybe give it back to your to your mother and let the, let her make some more goodies and put them in there for all the kids and everybody to eat. Or you could repurpose them into stuff for your garage or your uh, utility room and put stuff into them. <clears throat> Same thing. I remember going to my grandmother's house and I'd see... <laughs> I'd see, uh, you know, Ziploc bags. They weren't even, well, they were still Ziploc, I guess. Not like, kind of like what we got today, but the old school, you know, you didn't even have the yellow and blue make green type thing. It was just click, click, uh, Ziploc, you know. It, you might get it together. You might not. You didn't even know because you didn't get the color code that they have now. You didn't get the zip, zip that you get right now with the zipper uh, on the Ziploc. So, but she would have these Ziplocs that she w- would have used rinsed them out and she'd have them upside down over the faucet on the sink drying out or over a bottle over you know something a vase whatever just to dry these things out she never threw anything away recycled everything and that's just a a, a testament to the people that grew up in the you know through the 20s and 30s and the great depression and they had to save everything you know and now it kind of goes back to that big trash can that we have now where we just throw everything away People back then, they they pinched their pennies. They they saved and they they were frugal, and they took care of the stuff that they had and they reused the stuff they had. You talk about recycling. You know, we th- we think we're this big uh, recycling community now. We got no idea what recycling is compared to what these people in the Great Depression and that time frame did. They kept and recycled everything they could, whether it was a paper bag, whether it was a milk bottle, whether it was a Coke bottle, whether it was a Ziploc, whether it was a a mason jar where there was a hand-me-down shoes, hand-me-down, you know, I grew up with, with nothing but hand-me-down clothes from my older brother, uh, from shoes to shirts to pants to underwear to whatever. So anyway, that was just something that came up and I, I, I thought I would just tie it all in and, and kind of end this, end this podcast with, uh, you know, be frugal, I guess. Save, uh, save your mason jars, repurpose them, do something else with them. So that's all I got for you guys, man. It is, uh, it's 1050 at night. We are an hour and 10 minutes in. It's been my longest solo so far. So I think I'm getting more comfortable. I'm getting more used to this thing, but I'm going to tie this thing up in a nice little bow and just tell you guys, I appreciate you. Thank you for hanging in there. I'm going to finish this beer and I'm going to start working on this editing and, and see what I can do with it. Will you have video tomorrow? Stand by and find out. I can't guarantee it. I'm going to try my best, but at the very least, you're going to have an audio to listen to. Okay, guys? So I'll talk to you soon.